0: Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great platform great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment, will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. Want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beachwood. That's Serve Pro Beachwood, Shaker Heights, Cleveland 216 464 4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beachwood. We love Serve Pro of Beachwood. Hey, this is Blood Time. Coach Cimarone here, and I want to thank my last guest, the Songs. Daniel Song, the uh, new blood over at Case Western Reserve University. What a terrific coach. What a great story. He gave us some great stories, and of course, the position. Uh, of being a coach at an incredible uh, university like Case Western Reserve University poses its challenge, but also gives it a lot of blessings. Today, I want to uh, welcome a great new young blood uh, in the coaching ranks doing some magnificent stuff, not only uh, at the state level, but he's now getting ranked nationally. Uh, from an old rival of ours, Aurora High School, Johnny Papish. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great. How you doing? Welcome to uh, Blood Time. Oh, it's it's awesome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for coming in. And back in the mid-90s, we
1: had some rivalries with you guys. I don't know if you ever heard those stories. Yeah, yeah. Coach Bliss has told me some stuff, and then uh, Aaron Grossman's on my staff. He's told me some stories, too. Yeah, well,
0: I coached Aaron. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) He
1: was the captain of our 92 team with Mavericks, uh, uncle
0: Ryan Peters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a heck of a heck of a heck of a run. And I think in 94, if I'm not mistaken with Ryan's dad as the head coach after I retired for the first time, uh, I think we took third and uh, fourth in the state and you
1: guys took third. So it was a big rivalry. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So how's, uh, how's Dick doing? You know what? He uh I talk to him every week. He's living the dream. So, awesome. That's what he tells me. I'm living the retired dream. He lives in Putin Bay from wow. May to October and Fort Myers from October to May. So, that's horrible. <laughs> right? He's got to be so it's just it's,
0: it's terrible lifestyle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, you took over for an icon for
1: a Hall of Famer. Yeah. How- it was uh everyone always say big shoes to fill, big shoes to fill and Right. I you know, I thought I went into it smoothly. Okay. I was in a, I wrestled for him, sure, and then I was an assistant for him for three years. And oh, that's a
0: perfect transition. Yeah,
1: and in that three year period, he kind of slowly gave me more and more and more. And mm-hmm. coming out of college, I was full of piss and vinegar and sure. hyper and right. You know, if I was too much, he would let me know, like, hey, it doesn't work like that. It's, okay, this is how it's got to be. And so when he retired, I didn't didn't see it coming. Uh, right. I thought maybe like another year or two. Right, but uh, he said I set you up not to fail you're gonna awesome. be fine and uh, just be confident you're a great coach and right. I went in with that mindset and things have been going great that's fantastic
0: so you took over two years ago uh, four now wow
1: this is my has it been fourth year, year? Yeah. holy god you were you were a baby then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was, mean you were a really young head coach I came out of college I was an assistant right. for three years and then boom that's fantastic yeah. so you've got a great team yeah great team doing pretty well right now so tell
0: me a little bit about um, the makeup of the team you know philosophically and, you
1: know, physically. What's going on there? So, you know, we had a great team last year. We took second at States. Right. Had a strong senior class, and we had, on paper, the best freshman class in Ohio. We had four junior high state champs in one class. Wow. And, you know, those kids have been in big matches, but growing up in middle school, and, like, all these kids were middle school and youth studs, you don't really have that battle for the state title. Right. So we put a lot of attention last year on we're gonna win states, we wanna win states. Okay. What's St. Paris Graham doing? What's St. Paris Graham doing? Right. And it wore on us. Okay. And we were more worried about them than ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, I got some great kids. All those kids all those uh, freshmen are back.
0: Awesome. And
1: uh, you know, we sat down as a coaching staff and go, What do we have to change? Okay. And so we started the wrestling mindset training this year. Nice. It's incredible. It's all about gratitude, right? Um, something we do after, before every practice, after every practice that they do, we do this saying, and it is uh, thankful for the opportunity to uh, wrestle. I have no fear of winning and losing. I'm aggressive and relentless, and uh, then we break it down. In agreement. Nice. So you know we're putting a big focus on that, and one okay. of their big things is they have a pitcher from the Olympics. So I think the guy was from. Like France or something, but he beat Michael Phelps. Wow. In the Worlds before the Olympics. And okay. just tweeted about Michael Phelps, tweeted about Michael Phelps. It's Michael Phelps was always in his name. In the Olympics, Michael Phelps beat him by 0.1 seconds. Wow. And they have a pitcher midway through the race. Michael Phelps is looking forward. That guy's looking at Michael Phelps. Yeah. So he's just so worried about Michael Phelps. We were so worried about Graham and everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So yeah. now we're just focusing on ourselves. Uh, we're treating every match like it is the big match. Okay. And, uh, you know, 15 seconds at a time, focus on ourselves and things are getting – they're good. I mean, we've been performing well this year. So. I love that. I love what you're – you know, because that
0: that really, to me, at your age, recognizing that yeah. is brilliant. Because at the end of the day, you can only take care of what you've got. Yeah. And have some fun doing it. Yeah. Have some gratitude, you know. So I think, you know, when you see, like, w- amazing, right, 1917, Penn State loses to Iowa. but Yeah. Wow, I mean, Iowa was lined up to to pretty much hammer them. They were. And they didn't. And I don't know what it is about Penn State, but they just have fun.
1: Oh, man, they do. So I was right? telling someone the other day, I, I don't know if you remember from like districts last year, if you remember sure. the Aurora team dancing and stuff, yeah. warming up. Absolutely. Yeah. So last year, the big right. duel was Ohio State-Penn State, Penn right? State. Sure. And right. it was all tense, and Ohio State got blown out pretty yep. bad. Yep. And on Twitter that night, Penn State tweeted, You guys warm up. We warm up playing block football, and they were playing football with the challenge block, and they were smiling, and I go, that's what we need to do. We're so tense. We're putting so much into it. Let's just relax, be happy. We're going to be able to wrestle, do what we love, and go out there and have a good time. And there's nothing you can do about St. Paris Graham except when you wrestle them on the mat. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. If they wrestle so-and-so, that's not affecting us. Exactly right. We don't worry about them. We don't worry about Louisville. Right. We worry about what we're doing. We focus on 15 seconds at a time. Right. We uh, One of the big things with the mindset, he talks about uh, predator mindset. Predators okay. have eyes forward. They're looking love forward. It. We're yeah. not looking side to side. So I we're just worrying that. about what's in front of us and yeah. trying to be the best version of Aurora we can. Like Mentally, being a good citizen, that was one of the things I got sure. from George Blitz. He's always yes. be yes. a good citizen. Mm-hmm. So that's on the mat, off the mat. Right at home, I don't want to hear them being punks to their parents or anything. Well, I'm so. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fist bump you on that because that's the only thing I want. Yeah, is great citizens. Because yeah. great wrestling comes easy if you have great citizens. Because yeah. all the foundations. Are you know, there. if I think one of the things Coach Bliss taught me, if you're mm-hmm. doing the right thing all the time, right, great things are gonna happen. No to question about, that, about it. So. Well, go
0: Greenman. Yeah, thank and you. I got three Greenman. Graduates yeah, as, as kids. Yeah. matter of <laughs> fact, I'm going to go visit my daughter right now
1: after this uh,
0: interview down in Columbus. Uh, she turned 22 yesterday. Yeah. So, and I know your wife turned whatever yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. So, she turned 25. Congratulations. Thank you. There you go. And, uh, and the Greenman always had a great history, a great uh, tradition uh, in wrestling since the, I mean, I think Dick was over there in the early 70s. Yeah, he I, took I think over.
1: Dick's first year there was 72. 72. And they had a kid named Todd Jindra. Ginger, state champ. What a stud. Yeah, his first I, year in, he got a state champ.
0: I remember him at the Kenston Tournament, and I said, holy cow. I was like, I don't know, a freshman or something. And I said, I want to be like that guy. Never got like that guy, but yeah. he was something. <laughs> so he was like in the golden era of wrestling, you know, that yeah. time. So when you have that type of tradition, do you bring any of these guys
1: back and talk to the team? Do you have any yeah, kind of? Yeah, I actually, uh, like one of the things we do, mm-hmm. uh, I know Ohio State does it, uh, they bring in different people like they'll bring in a war vet and talk about trans warfare just love that something so they know like yeah i get you in the dog days and you're grinding but it could be much worse sure so like uh i'll bring in a tim quartet we'll nice. come in oh, and talk yeah, and like tim his man. big message was have like your little motion when you so you know when it's go time he goes mine i was i laced my shoes up and that yeah. was my mental reset button that it's time to go sure so i'll, I'll bring other people and we had uh Ryan Lang from Nordarnia come in and talk. Fantastic, so oh, You just wow. try to get some of them alumni. A lot of them are, are pretty spread out. Right. I would love to get Josh Schroeder to come out, but... Yeah, he, I watched he, him a couple yeah, of times. He yeah, he lives in Washington, so it's kind of hard to do, but... Right, right. Yeah, well, we, I know
0: Timmy took down Brock Lesnar. He did, he did. <laughs> so, <laughs> although
1: after that, we'll, we won't talk about it. <laughs> Timmy Cortez, he's yeah, uh He's a stud. One of the toughest dudes ever. I'll tell you a yeah. crazy story. One sure. of the, I, just being with Dick forever, I yeah. every story. Yeah. And then I got Ryba on my staff now too, who was Mike with them in the terrific. 90s. Yeah, terrific. So uh, junior year, Tim Cortez junior year, he's right. ranked second in the state. The week between sectionals and districts, you're allowed to have people come over. Right. In that week, on Monday, he hurts his knee. Oh. Tuesday, they get an MRI. He has a bucket tear in his meniscus. No. Wednesday, yeah. he goes to Dr. Hogan-Roger, yeah. gets the surgery. Doesn't practice Thursday. Now the bus leaves at like, Noon because weigh ins are at three. Yeah. And they say, Coach, is it okay if we just drive him there? He's rehabbing. Right. Coach says, Okay. Yeah. You know, they get the weigh ins. Weigh ins are almost over. Timmy's not there. Right. Said, Everyone's talking. Quartet's out. Quartet's out. Quartet's out. Said, uh, About two minutes before weigh ins ended, he said, He busted open the doors like John Wayne walked in, stepped on the scale, made weight while pinned his way through the district. and every single match, he would rehab in between matches and then took second at State's the next week. That is
0: crazy.
1: Crazy. I just go, y- you don't hear stuff like that. You just ever. don't. You no. just don't. You know, um, I had a
0: similar story with Ricky Sorkin. This kid took second in the State as a sophomore, State champ as a junior, uh, tears his knee. He was wrestling with Paul Bartolone. This is back in the 70s. Paul Bartolone, who was a, eventually two-time State champ. And that was my first thing as a coach. But I wasn't on staff you know, I, I was like a volunteer. Yeah. And I worked with him for two weeks. He took second in the stake with li- literally one leg. Man, that... Yeah, because he had great hips, right? Great yeah. hips, yeah. you know, can win. So having said all that, this is really great stories. Tell me, Blood Time, when did that coach, who was that coach or coaches that said, Johnny said in his mind, I can do this?
1: So... You know, I started wrestling in first grade at Jaws. And, uh, Jaws, yeah. We had this coach. He was a Maple Heights guy called Kerry Sobieski. Okay. I don't know if you remember. Sure,
0: him. yeah, I know the name.
1: Sure. And right away, you know, he took a liking to me. Okay. Like my first couple of years, I didn't lose a match. and Wow. Took a liking and, you know, you start getting a little more into it. He was like the coach that would travel with me. We'd go to a tournament in PA. Yeah. He was riding with us. So he, he was, was like guy. he was like my guy, my right. golden guy. Then right. when I was in fourth grade, he got uh liver disease and passed away. Oh. So that I mean that break. was that was brutal on me. Right. And uh Jeez. You know, I, I got to a, a weird point that mm-hmm. I think a lot of public schools youth programs see. Yeah. Where I was so much better than everybody in the room. Gotcha. That like I needed to get pushed. And you get into that you weird You need to get
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. Right.
1: And you get into that weird stage where I'm gonna I was like, I'm gonna go and wrestle at Chanel in practice. And you yeah. get that weird like Wait a second. Yeah. You're an Aurora guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of. You feel almost like you're a trader. Yeah, kind of thing. a lot yeah, of yeah. really good kids get put in that. Like, I want to yeah. be loyal to Aurora, but at oh, the yeah. same time, I have to do what's best for me. Right. So. To eventually come back and do what's best for Aurora. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So, um, you know, at that time, I started going to Chanel. Mm-hmm. I had two main guys then. Okay. Started going to Chanel, and I attached with Jeff Jagger Sr. Oh, that's a terrible guy. So Jay, Jay's dad, <laughs> what a phenomenal, yeah, he, phenomenal him and I kind of yeah. like bonded. He sure. liked me. Uh, yeah. And Chanel was a unique room because I had a uh, my dad was pretty tough. I mean, he yeah. was yeah, I get it. One of those old school wrestling dads. And okay. Chanel, there were no dads in the room. They shut the door, and that was that. Love that. I loved it Love at the time. That. Like I loved yeah, it, and yeah. and my dad in that room was Mr. Yeah. was Coach Jaggers. So sure. you know, I really bonded with him. And then at the same time, what I started doing was. Kind of my introduction to Coach Bliss, who is okay. like another father to me, a mentor. Right. And I was in fifth. Do they fifth still grade. call him Barney.
0: They called him Barney. <laughs> I got that written down. But at the time, I'm a little kid. It's, it's, it's Coach
1: right. Bliss. Like I thought, Barney I, Rubble. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. I thought I'd never be white able to box, call him baby. That. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. when I was in fifth grade, we would meet. Two days a week. He would get done with the high school practice mm-hmm. at about 5.15. Okay. The youth practice didn't start till 6.30. I would get there at about 5.20. Nice. And we would sit down for about 15 minutes. All right. And we would just talk about positions that I went through in matches or okay. in practice. And right. I'd have questions. And him and I would go through and do one-on-one technique together on wherever I needed it from. So we did that. Right. Fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Right. And uh, just... You know being at that time he's a head coach he was into his 60s by then and sure you know I'm going to the junior high states he's there to watch yeah I'm going here he's there to watch so he coached tournaments Friday Saturday most club stuff at that time is on yeah. A Sunday yeah of he's course. there he's there watching he didn't have to do all that of course not and, you know we got closer and closer and closer and then you know going into high school it was do you want to go to Chanel do you want to go to Aurora right I said I love coach Bliss. I'm I'm going to Aurora. Awesome. Like I feel mm-hmm. 100% behind him. So awesome. yeah. Coach Bliss is like the first one that you became blood. Yeah, we, we I mean it, it was I blood it. and yeah, when I was in high school, I was lucky he was the AD. Yes. So yes. I, I spent a lot of time instead of being in class actually in his office hanging out with him, just talking it. with him. I love it. So uh I mean yeah. Yeah, it was
0: it was tough. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I had with I Marino. When, when i was uh, his assistant coach yeah same kind of bond you know he was my, my wrestling father and i was fortunate enough to get him in here as an interview yeah a few, a few weeks ago so uh it's crazy how much you can learn from that kind of brilliance of not only the intellect but also the wisdom
1: oh man there and, was so much wisdom but the first thing is I like to say I'm realistic, but he would say uh, he'd call me Norty, negative Norty. Okay. He is okay. uh I super positive with yeah. everything. Yeah. All the time. Something's right. going wrong, mm-hmm. give me a smile. It's a beautiful day in Aurora. Right. And uh he was just super positive with all that and just little tricks. Like uh right. we had this kid, Josh Whitelaw. Okay. Getting ready for the sectional tournament. Yeah. He's got three kids ranked in the top ten in his sectional tournament. Mm. And he's had kinda knee stuff been banged up. It's the right. the week. The week before going into sectionals, okay, he gives them the entire week off. I go, what? Yep. I go, are you crazy, coach? Yeah, he's good. It's this time. He goes, yeah. Just believe me. Trust me. Listen. Right. That kid came back the next week, fresh as could be, and won the sectional tournament. Fantastic. He goes, what I tell you, I just put the hands up. I go, you know what? (laughs) It's right. You're the the wizard. You've been (laughs) doing this for fifty
0: years. (laughs) That is exact. You know what? Monday we played games. Yeah. Before you know, I just see you know. Of course, we we got hit sadly with uh, mono with one kid, so yeah. he's out for the season. But everybody seemed tired. You yeah. know? Sometimes you just gotta let's say let's just have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take a day off. Everybody needs a day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the best of the best. Now, I came from the school of I mean I remember being in the the St Ed's room in the late 70s early 80s where they run nine six minute matches in a row just yeah. to warm up basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the old school.
1: But today you don't want to overtrain, right? No, you know, uh, you know, one of the things I learned from Coach Bliss, mm-hmm. so, and my family is like a old school construction family. Whoa, 90% yeah. of my family are work, hard work construction workers. Sure. So that was me, yeah. go, 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 go. Right. Well, there's a difference in working harder and working smarter. Well said. So, like, my team, after we had a gauntlet, we went from Ironman mm. to the Brecksville tournament mm-hmm. to our league tournament, which has Brecksville and Wadsworth in it. Yeah. And then we had a, a weekend off, so... You know, we were a little banged up. That Monday and Tuesday, Mm -hmm. the only thing we did was play games. I love it. We spent about an hour and a half both days playing games. That was it. And I said, all right, we'll get back to work. Right, right. You know, today we get day before a match. Yeah. uh, We go, I run it for about 20 minutes to get them sweating. I give them 30 minutes on their own. And then they end playing spike ball or handball. Brilliant. They're just loose. They're happy. Sure. You know, the work comes in the week. We don't need to be going that crazy all the time. So let me ask you a question. Uh, let me t- tell me tell me.
0: Um, so so obviously, what you, you think was bliss that really bonded with you. Said yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can be this. That that's that's a fantastic thing. You know, talking about overtraining and all that. You know, I look at the college, particularly the, the top colleges. They all have all their tournaments usually in the first part of the year, and then the rest of the year they go with dual meets. Yeah. I like that. I do. Too. Do you like
1: that? I do too. Yeah, I'm you, trying to get that at chagrin. I I think that. The dual meet, like the Penn State-Iowa uh, State, dual the yeah. other Yeah, yeah. That's huge for our sport. Yeah. That's huge for our sport. Tournaments, right? you know, coverage is hard. You're not sure. getting to see every match. Right. And dual it's meets, hard on the spectators, is, too, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're all over the place. Right. A lot of these tournaments are so big. There's two gyms. Right. You're there all day. Running back be, and yeah. forth. Uh, it was ridiculous. Who wants to yeah. be there all day? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's hard on the coaching staff. It is. Right? It yeah. is. So the dual meets are fun. I think it's huge for the sport. Mm-hmm. Um You know, we pretty much do that, too, kind of. I try to set the schedule like that. December, all tournaments. January, we hit that mid-January tournament. Otherwise, January is just such a grind. Yeah, I
0: couldn't get around the CBC tournament. Yeah.
1: Okay, but I and
0: and this Audrey Genovese tournament, which was only a one-day tournament, so it wasn't too bad. But I've got four home meets this year. It's the first time they've had that in 10 years. Really? And the kids love it. You know, so now it's great—not great competition. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, They're, win something. Yeah. You know, get get your you know get your groove on, right?
1: Yeah. You know, kids get fired up but, being at home with that home crowd and. Mm -hmm. Who knows who maybe a little freshman in there and sees that, and they come out to wrestle. Yeah, we we bring
0: in the youth, too, you know, and we we introduce them and all that kind of stuff, and Beachwood's doing that, too. Ryan Peters over at Beachwood is doing a lot of youth uh, work, and he's got a huge youth program, and that's
1: really the future of our sport. That is is youth. That is. I got to give a shout-out to my youth coach, so— Sure. We had Jerry Berger, who was our youth oh, coach for like 35 for years. years. Yeah,
0: over at Burger Berger Hardware. Yeah. Right? yeah. And
1: then my buddy Billy took over for okay. about five years and kind of got stuff in place. And we have a first-year youth coach this year, Dave Jastel, just state player for Crestwood. Oh, yeah. Sure. We have okay. 80 kids on our youth team. He was at every single football game out there hustling, trying to get these kids. 80 kids. And nice. Then he fundraised like crazy. They all got bags with their names on it that they didn't have to pay for. Warm up singlets that they all could keep. They didn't have to pay for any Fantastic. of that. Fantastic. And and like I like you said, that's the future. Yep. You look at a sport that they say numbers are going down, and I say, well, my youth team in Aurora, which is not that big, right? We have eighty kids just in the youth. I'm gonna I'm gonna fist bump you again on that. We're up to sixty, and Pete Franz is our guy, a former Kenzie yeah, Bomber,
0: yeah. Uh, and of course Ryan's got him up to I think almost hundred. So just in our three programs. We're closing in on 250, 260 yeah. kids in the youth. That's what it's all about. That is. You know what is. I mean? And, and you know the other guys that I, I want to give a shout-out to is those middle school coaches. Man, because it's hard to find. F- they are hard to find, and they are the glue yeah. of keeping the
1: youth to the high
0: school. Yeah, they So are. Paul Perine and T- Todd Tooms, I, uh, he's our they're our guys. Yeah. I, I
1: love those guys. They're Oh, they're yeah, they're, they're awesome. How man. about your guys? Who you I got uh, Paul Frankman. Oh, he, sure, yeah, yeah. Been there a long time. He was my middle school coach, right. former uh, brush coach. Right. And then yeah. I got Mark Baguera, who was an assistant with I me. I don't know him. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he wrestled at Cleveland State, Garfield okay. Heights. He's my cousin actually. So he was with Dick for about eight years, and wow. with me for three. And then he went down to the middle school this year. Fantastic! So, well, shout out
0: to those guys. Yeah, big time. big time. Keep doing good work. Um, and so Johnny, you know, we talked about Dick. Okay, we talked about who transformed you. You as a, now a head coach, you're transforming kids. Yeah, that are now yeah. becoming men. Tell us a little, tell us some stories about some of the guys now that you had the uh, the honor of coaching that are now doing some cool things.
1: yeah, so two two kids, three kids from the beginning when I first came in. Mm-hmm. so I come in, and the previous year, Aurora didn't have a returning state qualifier. Uh, oh, there wow. was, they didn't qualify anyone. Wow, yeah, and that That's doesn't tough. that doesn't happen much, especially for right. Dick. That was pretty hard on him, right. And uh, we have this superstar eighth grader that I've been working with. While I was in college and stuff, Jared Brezovic. Then there's this other kid, Danny Novak, never started in youth. Okay. Never started in middle school. Freshman year, there's no, it was 112 that year. Wow. There's no 112 pounder. He uh, gets the spot because there's nothing there. Okay. And then I got another kid, Connor Bizjack, going to be a freshman, maybe 130 pounds. Not that tough, but would go to everything.
0: Yeah. Biz Jack, that sounds like an old wrestling yeah, family. There yeah,
1: Newberry Bizjacks. Uh, they were Walsh people. Walsh, okay. Yeah. All right. So um those three, my first couple years, mm-hmm. transformed everything. Wow. Brezovic came in, he's a two time junior high state placer, youth state champ, nice. the whole thing, and was the hammer okay. right away. And and so he was your lead dog. He was the lead dog, and him and I were close because I've been working out with him for years. Sure. And, and he was real feisty. I like that about yeah. him. Like uh yeah. You know, Bliss would say jokes to him, and he'd get—he'd be mad. He'd be <laughs> mad. So I liked it. I liked it. And then, yeah, then this, D- this Danny Novak kid, uh, yeah, was like my first—I would call it a project almost. Okay. So never started in youth, never started in middle school. Right. Maybe five hundred as a freshman. We didn't have anyone. But at you that saw rate. something in him. I saw something in him. He was edgy, yeah. and yeah. He, so I came in and I got him going, and I taught him how to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Nice. Sophomore year. Yeah. Thirty wins. Sure. Junior year, match to go to state. Questionable call. Senior year, he wins the sectional against two kid beat two kids who ended up going to state. He gets hurt and doesn't go to doesn't get to really compete in districts. Oh, he was man. totally one legged. But this kid transformed from never starting to yeah. this was his life. Yeah. And now his mom is loving wrestling. His mom, him and his mom, my, and I talk all the time still. Him and I talk. All oh, the time, still. Oh. Him and Jared are at John Carroll together. Fantastic. And then there's Connor Bizjack, who's another one of those like kids. He was so he's one thirty two as a freshman. Yeah. Sophomore year, he's grows six inches. He's at one eighty two. He looks like Bambi on ice. He oh can't. Yeah. He's just all over the place. Yeah, all and the elbows and knees, right? Yeah. But yeah. this is a kid who loved the sport, mm-hmm. never complained, went okay. to every single extra workout, and. By his senior year, he was a state alter. And we were D1 then. If we were is, D2, he was going to be at the show. And sure. who knows what happens when he's here. So this. he got everything out of his body. Got everything out of his body. And right. he's wrestling at John Carroll, too. That is fantastic. I talk to those three all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And then, you know, you go down the road maybe like a couple more years. So we had eight seniors last year graduate. Yeah. Before you tell the story, I want to talk about a guy we just interviewed
0: a couple weeks ago contemporary of yours george d camillo
1: oh yeah yeah you know national finalist
0: two-time state champ saying his big thing is i want to be uncomfortable yeah i want to put myself in a position to be uncomfortable get comfortable with that and then get uncomfortable again yeah and that's how you get better right you know i
1: I tell the kids every day we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable my job as a coach is to get you guys ready yes as humans yes and not just in wrestling there's going to be times where you have a job and you're in a position where you're not comfortable. you got to overcome that. Yes. So anytime you get uncomfortable, that should just be your norm. Right. Make that your norm. Know where your wall is. Push it back a little farther. So, gotcha. I mean, that, I think that's huge. I mean, that's what's great about wrestling and sports. It's yeah. not just about that sport. It's about life. Yeah. It is. It is such a microcosm. Yeah. Right? yeah. So tell me about those eight. So those eight kids, yeah. uh, there were a few of them that I, I got really close with. Okay. Um, Andy Gar. Mm -hmm. One of the best kids I've ever met in my life. He is going to be... People laugh. I go, he'll be a president or he'll be something high. Yes. So this kid, he has no dad. Wow. Single mom who works three jobs as a professor. She was like a professor at Case, did studies at Case, and a professor at Youngstown. And he had a twin sister that has a deaf and down syndrome. Oh, my gosh. So he's a 4'8 student. He's at Columbia now. Always did the right thing. Always worked out. You know, it was him and I on the road to go to Super 32. Yeah. Everyone's with their, their parents. Him and I are going. His mom's got to watch his sister. and work three jobs. Jeez. I'm going to take him there. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. And him and I got really close. He's mm-hmm. uh just... Does all the right things, and look, he's at Columbia. He's going to Columbia. Yeah, that, um, is, that is his. Full academic scholarship, you know what I yeah, mean? Like... That was like, um, was it Jeremy Cash went to Princeton? Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, he, was he around your era? Uh, he's a little older. Little older? A little okay, older? Okay, yeah,
0: that's what I thought, because I think um, his sister played with my daughter yeah, in softball, and uh, quality kid.
1: Great kid. But, man, you don't
0: get to those positions without being quality. No, Everything no, you're doing, you, you know what I mean? And Columbia is as
1: good yeah. as it gets. Yeah. Andy did all the right things. Right. And he was one of those kids that, a lot of these kids, I mean, we had eight seniors last year, five were state placers. That's fantastic. And a lot of them were, when the match was over, Yeah. we were both bawling our eyes out. Yeah. And th- and that's what it's about. We talk about blood time and being no a family. Doubt. No doubt. That's what it's about. I, I had a kid, Colin McNamara. Mm-hmm. This is the first year in 12 years there is not a McNamara on the wrestling team. There were wow. three brothers wow. four years apart. Wow. Collins, a three-sport athlete, wrestling his least favorite sport. Yes. State runner-up last year. And when he lost in the finals, yes, he was okay with the loss. But it was his last high school match. And yeah. he came up into the uh, suite. And we looked at each other. We didn't have to say anything. We just started balling. Sure. Hugged each other. And yeah. I mean, that's that. That's what it's all about. That man. is. Yeah. That's what it, and uh, you know what? I want to give a shout-out to the city of Aurora and the
0: school system. Yeah. Because they prepare kids. Oh man, they you do. You know, my kids got a great education there. I'm sure you did too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they did well. They did better in college than they did in high school because high school is so tough. Yeah. You know, so I really have to. I just the whole community. I think. Yeah, you, is know, you know, you know that's
1: one thing with Aurora. Their yeah. their academic classes are tough, yes. I and mean, these kids are going through a lot. They, I mean, every night they got to put a lot of study time in. Yep. And Aurora does a great job to prepare them for college, prepare them for mm-hmm. they're going to go to a trade school or whatever just yes. by constantly making them work. So, like, I got to give my kids a shout out just because I know what I demand from them yep. and the time that I demand. from Right, them. right. On top of that, and they're taking care of business. So right. that that's huge. You know, and I, I've had the uh, honor of coaching at two great uh,
0: communities, Beachwood and Chagrin Falls. Yeah. Very similar academically. Yeah, very similar. Very similar in makeup, you know, as far as their uh, – you know their school board and their their organization and, and the the high schools and I, I just think that that is really the best thing you can do for a kid. You know, oh, is yeah. Put them in a position to succeed.
1: I agree. You I know. agree. And, so know,
0: what are does. you doing this year? I mean, you guys are pretty high ranked. Uh, you're you're looking pretty good. We're and look- then we're gonna have to
1: face you, doggone it, at the
0: beachwood sectional. Yeah, better know, better than going down to Saint. we Yeah, we're St. looking St. You know, St. We're St. We're St.
1: pretty good. Okay. Um, it's an interesting team. So. You know, we had eight seniors last year. Yes. That's huge. You would think you lose eight seniors. Yes. all start at five or state Brutal. Placers. Right, right. You would think there would be a big drop. But yeah. that sophomore class was super good. Super. And uh, we got a kid that moved from Lakewood that's a stud that's only a sophomore, too, wow. in that class. Wow. And uh, we have this sophomore at 160, Dylan Fishback. And okay, yes. He yeah, is a real deal. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because kind of soft-spoken yeah last year as a freshman Andy Gar, who was our captain took him under his wing okay and kind of taught him what it is like to lead I tell everyone to go back to talk about this Andy kid here's the type of kid he was his junior year he was the man right senior year he was supposed to be the man yeah but midway through kind of Dylan his drill partner who he took under his wing kind of passed him up yep at 145 there's Two kids in the state tournament that are better than everybody, him and Jordan Crace. They were just a step above. Right. We don't seed. They're on the same side of the bracket. Wow. So we meet in the semi. So Andy doesn't get to be in the state finals. Yes. Dylan's a freshman. Yes. Loses in the state finals. Wow. He rounds the corner of the stage crying. I yeah. watch Andy come running out of the bleachers, yes. jumps over the railing, right? Puts his arm around Dylan, pats his back, and walks him off. Fantastic. So losing those seniors, mm-hmm. Dylan had to step up as a sophomore to be sure. our leader. Sure. Which, it's not in his character to open his mouth. He's kind of like quiet leader. Right. But he got forced into that position. Right. And made himself uncomfortable. Made himself uncomfortable. Right. And this kid is a kid that does all the right things. He's getting the eight extra workouts that I don't know or see. Yeah. That I have to hear a week later from his dad. You yeah. know what I mean? He, he's doing all the right things. So, he's huge on the team. I mean... He he has not lost in the state of Ohio. He that's lost fantastic. two matches at Beast. Okay, uh, but he played football and we made the final four, so he like rolled right, right, into right. yeah. So that's but tough. I mean he he is he's something special. Right, that whole sophomore class is special, mm-hmm. and he's what weight? Uh, Dylan's at one sixty. One sixty. Okay. We got a a one seventy pounder who's also one of our leaders. He's a senior state placer. He just committed to the Naval Academy. So wow. that right there should say a lot about his character. Yeah, I saw a really really um talented kid this weekend lagoya yeah from lakeside yeah. that kid's something you know yeah, he, he's, tough. he's he really is, tough he is he is tough yes. speaking of lagoa he used yeah. to be at st john's yeah he got one of his formal te- former teammates uh david cumberledge oh sure moved yeah. to aurora and he's at aurora that's fantastic which uh crazy yeah. thing with him you know yeah. we talk about worrying about ourselves and being the best version of ourselves right last year st john's they had a great tournament team and yeah the coach's kid was at 152. Who's one of David's good friends? Right. Uh, his friend Duca and him yeah. were about the same. He weighed 163. He said, "You know what? You go 160. I'll win it at 170. We're going to win the state title." He weighed 163. Russell 170 was a state runner-up. That's, he, he's wrestling 145 for us right now.
0: That's that's crazy. Yeah, you know he. Yeah, but that happens. You know that happens with a great team, yeah. great coach, great leaders. And also great parents, yeah. too. You need a lot of combinations of stuff yeah. to really make things happen. And, um, I, you know, I could go on and on, Johnny, And uh, but we're kind of running out of time Yeah. yeah. So uh, you've been phenomenal, uh, and I really love what this this is all about, youth, but also wisdom, taking wisdom from a, a wise guy, yeah, uh, yeah. but also not in a wise guy in a bad way, wise guy in a, in a good way, um, and, and also to, you know, reaching out to others. You know, and getting uh, varied opinions and varied uh, yeah. perspectives and philosophies. You got like You got
1: to do that. Like one of the last things I'll say that Coach Blitz taught me, or he said, yeah. and it stuck with me was, he goes, "I've been coaching fifty years. Yeah. I'm still learning. When I think I can't learn anymore, it's time for me to stop. Big time." So, I mean, that's a guy who did it for fifty years, is in the Hall of Fame, and he's going to people younger than him, people older than him, open mind, learning. Sure, sure. You know, I want to try to be the best coach for my kids that i can be uh yeah. you gotta you gotta stay open and go to other people and you know stuff like this podcast is awesome because there's Thanks. our yeah. sport is so great and right. there's not much focus on the bond between a coach and a wrestler right. and how tight you actually get like right. you are it is blood it is blood in there's the no question
0: about it and you know it's interesting and i'm so glad that you said that because uh, i want to circle back for one last question for you but The student becomes the teacher. Yeah, yeah. And so I wrote a book called Benevolent Capitalism, and I and I uh, in one chapter, the student becomes a teacher. I identified four guys that I coached that ended up teaching me, and one of them was Aaron. Oh yeah, you know. And so uh, and and one of them was uh, uh, Scott Peters. Another one was Michael Goldberg, who I just interviewed, just ran his, and uh, Jason Thomas. So I've been fortunate. Matter of fact, that's Aaron's uh, Aaron's brother. And so I've been fortunate to have that, but also too, I get taught by Jake Goodwin. Who's my assistant coach? You know what I mean? I get taught by the kids saying, hey, coach, I thought about this. And then, you know, Jacob uh, showed me Kyle Dake's new workout. Insane. Insane. You know what I mean? Insane. So I love that you're open to that. And I love that you're listening to people that are still open to that. Yeah, you have to be. No one has all the answers. Exactly. Exactly. And so having said that, leave us with one or two things to the audience that you'd like to take as that nugget that you've learned over your life. regards to coaching
1: yeah uh, you know i think maybe the biggest thing Mm -hmm. as being a head coach that i learned is this year um just just focus on ourselves worry about ourselves stay positive focus on what's in front of us not what's behind us and uh i mean that's huge i think things are so much looser and then uh one thing coach bliss taught me you know my coming out of college it was a little crazy a little hyper sure and it was hard the first two years for me to learn it and it was you can't make anyone do something they don't want to do you can't want it more than the kid does right and for me when i came out of college i wanted it so bad for them Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't do this stuff and and i would just get so frustrated yeah and it it took me a while but no one's gonna do something they don't want to do you can't make them do it and if you want it more than they do you're gonna be miserable so sure
0: yeah, that is that is a really
1: good, really good lesson. Yeah. So when I first was coaching, like mm-hmm. at big tournaments, my stress level was through the roof. Sure. Nervous wreck. Sure. Hard. I probably lost ten years of my life. But. Yep. Now you know I'm pretty laid back. I mean, I'll get a little nervous. I'm human, but it's it's re- much more relaxed for me. It's, right. I think my kids feel that I'm relaxed, so they're more relaxed. And. Yep. Well, when the message meets the experience, magic happens, yes, right? When yes. the kids know
0: that they're going to get a great experience and you're right there, magic happens and magic is happening at Aurora. Hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. Well, continue success, Johnny. Thank you so much. Thank for coming you so in. much for having me. Hey, we are blood. Yeah. Johnny Papish, the new blood at Aurora. We are blood. This is Coach Cimaroni. Thanks for listening. I want to share my thought of the day with you. When making a decision, be prudent, Pragmatic and then bold.
1: The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, discuss president mckinley admiral dewey the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk theodore roosevelt's presidency check out our show ohio versus the world on the evergreen podcast network for our new episode about america's most forgotten war now back to the show